Business Class, a podcast sponsored by the iBear MBA program of the USC Marshall School of Business. Expert insight into the world of business. This is Dick Dropnik. I'm the director of USC's iBear MBA program. During this pandemic, people and businesses are finding out what's important. In this episode of Business Class, we explore the impacts of the virus on a local business and look at one of the elements that help knit society together, beer. I'm Janet Leitner, and my husband and I own and operate Boundary Bay Brewery in Bellingham, Washington. Bellingham, Washington is an important place for beer. 90 miles north of Seattle and about 20 miles south of the Canadian border, Bellingham is a destination city for craft beer. Boundary Bay, in its 25th year, is one of the craft beer pioneers and is now fighting for its life. We're kind of like the second wave. Sierra Nevada would have been the first wave of craft beers. So there were 276 craft breweries in the country in 1995 when we opened. And last count in Washington state, I think there were 550 and 8,000 in the country. And then whispers of a virus began. So here's the irony there is that in the end of 2019, we began our 25th year and our 25th year was going to be $25,000 for um, 25 years of business. So we were going to give $25,000 to the community. So it was our year of generosity. And the business environment suddenly changed. I'm proud to be the founder of our Bellingham St. Patrick's Day Parade. So when the plans for the parade and the permitting process for the parade and listening to what was hap- happening in Europe and how gatherings of over 200 were being, you know, not allowed. And so then the spider sense was really started to kick in. So when we killed the parade, that was the first shoe to drop for us. We explored the patterns of life that are so important to a small business. What's significant about St. Patrick's Day and the parade for our business is that it, it's like it turns the switch. So our business be kind of similar to a farming business. So in the spring and summer, things are just building and, and revenues are streaming in and things are happening. So we're starting to open up. We open up, we double our footprint with outdoor space. And so the, the revenue just starts to really, really, really build through the spring and then the summer and then in the fall and then the winter, we hang on to reserves and we have to kind of dip into some reserves sometimes to get through the winter. And then what's significant for us with St. Patrick's Day and the parade, it's like that's, that begins harvest season again. That begins the time when the money starts to kick back in. So that's what's so hugely significant. We did, I think, $23,000 parade day last year in on March, whatever day that was. And this year, I think for all of March, we did 23,000. <laughs> we asked Janet to lay out the business model of Boundary Bay. We peak at about 136 employees. And so we have, it's pretty complicated business actually um, in that within that 136 employees, there's about, oh, count them off my fingers here. There's a catering company. There's the restaurant, there's a brewery, then there's a sales team, 
we do all of our own maintenance, um, you know, so we've got all of that, you know, refinishing, painting, gardening. So there's a maintenance team, then, then the, the restaurant crew, you know, so it's, it's many businesses within Boundary Bay Brewery. And so lots of different revenue streams coming at, coming at us. And so we are, I would think we're a big, small business. Yeah. But a complicated one at that. We asked about the need to suddenly and completely rethink the Boundary Bay business plan. She took us back to St. Patrick's Day and the tear of 300 pounds of corned beef. Well, at first, because there's a large inventory, we're going into St. Patrick's Day, right? So there's a large food inventory that needs to be attended to. And you know, lose all that money from cost of goods that could either possibly go bad, not be sold. Sure, we could give it to the food bank or something like that. But my initial instinct was to preserve that food in any way that we could. So I, 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 I froze a lot of things because I just needed to assure myself, you know, kind of like stop the bleeding kind of thing. Right. And then just sat down and thought, what can we do here Where's the silver lining in not having St. Patrick's Day? What are we able to do? What can we do? And so we did it. We did a drive-through St. Patrick's Day menu. We opened up our alley and we sold corned beef and cabbage into people's cars with a six-pack of beer and chicken pot pie and shepherd's pie and soda bread. It was all, it was all we sold all day long. And, and we had people come and pick it up. We had our delivery drivers driving it out to people and we had to drive through. So we managed to have a St. Patrick's Day after all, but um, there was a moment there where I just didn't know what I was gonna do with 300 pounds of corned beef and cabbage. We asked what other immediate calamities she faced. I mean, there's just so many different, I mean, different things that we needed to take care of and repurpose. Um, the corned beef and cabbage is one example of that. And the beer is a whole nother example because now we've got a stockpile of kegs of beer and all the restaurants are closed. And all of those kegs were a stockpile of Irish red because again, it's St. Patrick's Day and we brew a special beer for St. Patrick's Day and it's everybody's. So all of the pre-orders for the Irish red, they're not going out the door. So we've got a mountain of Irish red. What are we gonna do with all these kegs of beer? So again, we do pretty much everything in house. So our graphic design, you know, all of that is done in house, which really I think empowers us in a situation like this because we can, my joke was we're pivoting so fast, we're actually doing like pirouettes, like a ballerina, because every day another pivot, 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 right? Even though they were working flat out, we asked if the situation was simply beyond their control and if they had to make some difficult decisions. Yeah, some really tough, tough decisions when your business changes dramatically and you had, you've, I mean, my staff calls me Mama J. So that's, that's as close as that shows you with that nickname, what the business looks like. So when the government tells you you can't run your business like you always have run your business and you have to call employees and furlough them and lay them off and, and I mean, they're, they were stunned. Some of them were just absolutely stunned. And I had to, I told somebody at one point 
that I, I had to like safeguard and I think I still am safeguarding, you know, like the emotion and my heart part of it. I have to, I just have to just safeguard that. Cause if I went through every one of these decisions and allowed myself to really feel, you know, it would have been impossible to do. Um, so our catering company, which we have built and over the years and has helped us survive those, those slow winters when you're doing big holiday parties or a winter wedding. I mean, those, those big catering, I mean, I don't know if you've ever put on a wedding, but they're expensive. <laughs> and so um, that I'm going into the catering manager's office and thanking her for this business that she's created and that these checks that are coming in through the winter are just such a godsend. And now the conversation with her that her catering company is, doesn't exist anymore. And it may not exist for a very long time. So those decisions were super hard to, to do, but you just went through them and they all kind of, they kind of just became obvious, like what, what things needed to go and, you know, it was, it was just really, it was really strange, really strange. Just, you know, yeah. It was kind of like just taking plates out of the kitchen, you know, just like this business is now turning into something that we never had thought it was going to turn into. And just kind of going through those motions with people and with the physical building itself was, it's just so strange. We looked at how Boundary Bay worked to try to get ahead of the constant change and keep the business on track. We sent out a, a Google poll to all of our employees and we asked them, A, do you feel comfortable working in an essential business during COVID? Um, B, where are your hidden talents? We want to know more about you. We know you're a rock star server, but what are your other hidden talents and interests? So then we were able to kind of like percolate through all this information and plug people in to places that we needed them now in new positions. You know, we've got a couple of trucks that we do deliveries with that are, that are manual transmissions. You would not believe how many 23 year olds never learned to drive a manual transmission. <laughs> so, so can you drive a stick, you know, and, you know, but like web design and, you know, software and those kinds of things that we would never been able to utilize those talents with people. Now, so much of the business is all done on the back end, so to speak, with, you know, we've got so many different revenue streams. And so we need a lot more accounting. We need a lot more computer software. We need a lot more, uh, you know, that kind of stuff where before, those folks had a little bit of that, but now that stuff has really come into, into play for us. And so it's fascinating to find these people that were with us and it's kind of, kind of I don't know if it's insensitive to say, but repurpose them in a new way. Yeah, our, one of our brewers, so since the brewery is so com contracted now, right? So we go from brewing 14,000 kegs of beer a year, but we're maybe brewing a batch of beer a week now, maybe two. So that's, I don't know. I have to sit down and do the numbers on that, but it's, it's going to be way less. Okay. 
So the, we didn't need all of our brewers. And just serendipitously, one of our senior head brewer had retired. His last day was scheduled to be March 30th, I believe. So, so Steve's retirement aligned with this COVID thing just, just out of coincidence. Then our next, then our most senior brewer, he, um, he's like, we don't really, we don't need four brewers, okay? And Aaron was like, well, I'll, I'll be laid off. It's okay, I'll be laid off, you know, I, he does music and I'll, you know, he's creative. He'll take care of himself at home for a while. So Aaron's hidden talent, well, it's not even hidden, everyone knows it. He's a fabulous cook. And so yesterday arrived a Kansas City barbecue smoker and Aaron Jacob Smith, our most senior brewer, is now going to design a pit barbecue drive-through for, for people. So that's another example of, we don't have, we don't have enough brewery, brewery work for everybody, but Aaron, you're one of the best cooks I know. Let's light, let's light up your, you know, your passion for, for food. And so Memorial Day weekend, we're opening up the rock and roll drive-through barbecue. Janet described how the pandemic version of Boundary Bay is structured. I think the decision-making process for us here is, is, is safety and confidence in our staff, okay? Confidence in our staff, meaning how confident are they in our systems that we are keeping them safe. So what we can do safely and what fits, what fits in there. And the drive-through works so well for that because people are in their cars i mean we're really we're trying we're scrambling right now to figure out how to get um get touchless pay but that being said the drive through and the delivery accomplishes the, the safety issues for our staff um, the delivery system again it seems to check all those boxes um, we can get the food out the door to people's homes um, without with very little contact. A lot of it is dropped on porches, paid online. Um, so that, again, we feel, we feel really good about that. Moving into the restaurant itself is, I can't begin to get off of square one on that. The beer garden, we have a big open space out in the beer garden. There I'm, there I'm, I'm developing a plan of how we, can, we could accomplish that safely and securely confidently out in, the, out in the beer garden itself. So that's the way that I'm choosing what offerings we are gonna put out there. And, and that's just, that's the filter I'm using. She reminded us that this is not business as usual. I've been here since March 10th every, every day. Actually slept in an office one night. So we're asking a lot of ourselves and we're asking a lot of our staff. And to have this much resilience as a group together, it comes from years of working together that, you know, we're, it's kind of like we, our, our hashtag right now is just keep swimming. It's from that, you know, that Saving Nemo thing. And, you know, it's just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming. We closed by asking if the time spent in building a strong local brand is paying back. Boundary has a brand. Underneath my signature line on my emails is when you choose boundary, you choose community. So that, 
that image of Boundary as a community hub and the people of Whatcom County, Bellingham, recognizing the fact that the business has given back to so many over so many years, that has created a sense of resilience for the community to help now take care of us, come back and take care of us. As a community, they're, they're looking out for us. And it's, as, it's really been really interesting to see the comments on social media that, you know, what, you know, what we've, what we've done and, and, and shared with, with community, what Boundary has over these years has really made a mark in, you know, in Bellingham and Whatcom County. So the community hub that we once were with people coming in, that feeling of that community hub, the resilience within that is still out there in people's minds when they grab a beer out of the grocery store or when they order from us. And yeah, I think that there's a, almost like a, what it could be called, like determination of the community that Boundary's gonna get through this and they're rising up to help us get through this. Business Class, expert insight into the world of business. The host, Dick Drobnik, producer, Pankaj Bhushan, director, Dan Griffin, web developer, Rick Pine, and I am Robin Garthwaite.